They think maybe one year old up in the tree on the edge of the church property. I mean up in the tree. What kind of tree was that? I don't oak. Anyway, he was doing what was natural for a little bear to do. I guess bigger ones maybe do it too. And when I thought of the word, because Steve said, what significance is that this morning? I don't know. I said he was doing what was natural to him. I'm going to compare it. <laughs> it has to do with school starting. But what's natural, I got the word for kids. Today, it was the word resilient. To adjust easily to change. And just... Was it yesterday or the day before? Our eight-year-old granddaughter, Penny, was, was she on your golf cart, I think, with her iPhone? I said, what are you doing? She says, I'm shopping for school clothes. I said, that's cool. She says, I already have my two face masks. And she said the right word for these. What are, the, huh? Gator, she didn't use that word. I don't know, it was pulling up things. She said it, like yeah, she said it as natural, and grandma is standing there like, what? Oh yeah, they make them to match your outfits now. So anyway, now you kids can go down to class. <laughs> okay, very good. And we're gonna sing one more song, so. We aren't going to sing one more song. <laughs> okay. No, that's all right. We'll we'll carry on. <laughs> you want to do it from here? So I have the blessed life moment this morning. I'll go check. On, make, okay, it's working. Okay, yeah. Good. Um, yeah, it's blessed life moment. Thank you, Lord. We love to be givers. We love to keep on giving, but we're also really good at receiving from you. We love to receive. We keep on giving. We're givers and receivers. And the scripture today is the benediction. Numbers 6, verse 24, in regards to your continued faithfulness to the Lord in your giving of tithes and offerings, your time, your talents, abilities, so many ways, the Lord bless you today and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you with favor. The Lord be gracious to you and surround you with his love. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, his approval of you. I love that and give you peace. In the Hebrew, peace is health and prosperity. 
Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And that was a combination of several different translations. Amen. And our, we got this going now. So our uh, boxes for giving tithes and offerings are on the back of the sanctuary. And um, online, those that are watching online, you can give to Ten Strike Community Church. Send in mail to Box 67, Ten Strike, Minnesota. 56683. Or you can go to our website and you can do it right online at tenstrikechurch.com. Also, uh, just a few, I'm, I'll just do the announcements from here too. You can get set up there if you like. Um, thank you, Abby and team this morning. Wow, what wonderful. All of them were good. That last one was just so good. Uh, Appreciate that. Um, this okay. We mentioned the youth event this coming Wednesday. We're going to be having another touch point. We've been doing that on Wednesdays, just to stay in touch with each other a little better through this season. So we usually have updates and we share announcements, but also we have a teaching. Right now we're talking about how do you. How are we led by the Holy Spirit? How to be led by the Spirit? And so we're going to be sharing about that again. Joyce and I will be there this this coming Sunday, or excuse me, Wednesday at 10 o'clock. That's live streamed then, but also can be watched later. Um, one thing I might mention today is this is kind of like introducing. It's a school of ministry for for us, it's made available. It's going to be an online school of ministry, and we've been working on this with the Truebridge Network of Churches. I think we had a meeting first in Clearbrook there last fall sometime. But finally, it's come to the place where it's going to happen, and uh, I'll just read this. On Thursday, September 10, 7 p.m., our Truebridge Network of Churches is beginning a weekly live stream online ministry school called The Forge. You are invited to participate. The first six weeks course of the course will be an Old Testament survey taught by Pastor Larry Dorman. Our own pastor, Dean Patro, will be teaching some sessions later in the schedule. I saw. And uh, so in the announcements we sent out, there's a, a link there that you can go into and find out more about that school. So that's, that begins on September 10, coming up here. Praise God. So that's what we have for that. It's warm up here <laughs> for some reason. And I need someone who knows what they're doing to check the air conditioning, the thing by the kitchen or going there, it affects the children's ministry in the basement. It's hot. Something isn't turned on right. It showed 88 or 89. The thing by the, um, when you're going to the serving counter. They, we need that to be cool in there later for when we're there too. Okay. <laughs> That's that's in our prayer time this morning before the service. 
that's one of the words we were getting that uh, we would be hot with the Spirit, that we'd be aglow with the Spirit. Yes. Not necessarily where we're going to be eating, but aglow with the Spirit. <laughs> you know, in these times, <laughs> you know, there's the tendency there can be the darkness and then despair and depression that can try to come to us in these days for various reasons. You know, for the things that are happening worldwide, nationwide, statewide, countywide, township wides, or whatever. Uh, but then in our own personal lives, too, the things that are happening and we're going through. But again, some of the songs mentioned, over, I think that was that same song, we overcome. But it's not through ourselves, it's in Christ that we overcome. And, that he, and through Him is the only way that we can maintain and be aglow with the Spirit. And we're talking to you that are not here in this building today, too. Um, yes. I was talking with Pastor Larry Dorman a couple weeks, just before we came back a week ago. And I just wanted to get, because we had been gone for four weeks, and I thought, well, I'm just going to get a, a gauge or see what he's seeing or things that he might, may be noticing or whatever. And uh, he, he was mentioning that there were two things that especially were standing out to him. In fact, he had just had a message on it the Sunday before, and I watched that message then. I, I may ask his permission to send it to all of us. But he said, we have the pandemic, but he, he mentioned that when their son, they had a son Ben and a son Seth, I know they have one named Luke too, but, but anyway, the, the two older sons, Ben was the oldest, and, and uh, Seth had just been born, and Ben had been having some kind of a flu or something, and a fever with it. And they thought, well, I guess we better bring him in for the doctor to check this out. And so they, they had it checked out, and the doctor wasn't too concerned about it. It was some kind of a flu or something, cold. But uh, he said, your boy, have you been in Florida or something with your baby, the son, this other son? They said, no. He says, I think we should check him for jaundice. And they had no clue that, the, that possibly the baby might have that. And well, it ended up he had it. And uh, so he, you know, they were thankful because it could have developed in something very serious. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, he said, he, I liken that to what I'm sensing. We have the pandemic, which is not good. It is serious. There is a seriousness to it. But he said there's two things that he was sensing, like in their local church possibly, but in the church at large. Pastor Larry's the hub leader over all the churches in northern Minnesota. Truebridge. Truebridge churches, excuse me, yes. And um, he said one of them is how the enemy will have schemes to try to divide the body of Christ. Schemes. And he shared scriptures like from Ephesians 6. And then he shared about how he has seen that the enemy will tr is trying to bring in division in the body of Christ because even 
of how we come to church and like with masks and so forth, do we wear a mask, do we not wear a mask and all that. And so he brought an exhortation to the congregation, you know, that let's not let this happen. You know, I've, I, wear, I wear the mask when I come in here and so forth. If I'm with, in too close, you know, I, I try to keep the mask on until I'm up here and singing and coming up here. But um, I do wear the mask, and I'm going to wear the mask. And uh, otherwise, you know, when we go out and so forth. Um, Pastor Larry was telling me, he says, you know, I had the feeling that I was walking past, because they've decided to do that same thing with their ushers and, some, and the leaders, the, you know, people that are definitely going to be getting in contact, close contact with other people. Um, and he said, yeah, I'll, I had the sense I was walking past some people with a mask on, they think, Oh, what a compassionate leader he is. He loves us so much, he's thinking of us. He's you know, example. To set an example for us that, you know, that we won't pass this on or whatever. He says, I have the sense I'm walking past another row of people where they're thinking, what a weak leader. Here he is caved into the government and what they're telling him to do, he's in fear. And he says, there's the whole gamut he said, and uh, that, that's the truth. And I've talked to a lot of pastors over these last few weeks. It's amazing how on the continuum, there's people way over here, way over here, and everywhere in between, and everybody has opinions. You know, there's all these opinions on things. On, but uh, we're not going to let disunity come in here, are we? No. Hello? No. I mean, and the thing that, that we say is, you go by your conscience. Yep. You go and, but that's a little bit serious though. You listen to what the Lord says to you. You ask the Lord, should I have a mask on? Or to what point should I or whatever. Uh, you know, we sit with families and so forth. That's what we want to do. Uh, so anyway, I wasn't going to share that necessarily, but I, I knew that possibly I would. There was a, a, what was the second area? Okay, that was? Lucas. Lucas. Oh, well, that kind of goes along. Yeah, actually we met someone that we know from another church at Lucas a couple of days ago. We recognized him. We recognized him with, from here up, and he recognized us. I'm amazed at how much people recognize you from this much, you know. And uh, he said, yeah, he says, the people in our church, they aren't wearing, they aren't wearing masks, so we, we aren't going because of that, because I suppose they have underlying issues or health things. He says, we aren't going to be able to go to church because of that. And I don't think they have an online thing either. But then I think he said, we're, we're still good with the Lord. <laughs> yeah, he said we're good with the Lord. Staying close. Yes. Did I say two things that Pastor Larry, or just one? The one was unity in the spirit. Oh, the, okay, the second area was 
By the way, Dan, I still got that bottle up here from the very first day that we had the COVID thing. Do you remember bringing this up here? Because I was wiping or doing something with my nose and you brought this up to me. I still got it here. If you need it, you know, there it is. But, uh, hallelujah. Oh, where was I? Second yeah, the second thing was. You're going to have to check your notes. Well, I don't I have it in my notes. This is all just coming. Ad lib. It's all coming from my heart. And Lord, we just think, let's pray about, I know what we're supposed to do. Let's pray about that first thing first. Lord, we pray for the unity of the Spirit Thank you for in the bond of peace. We thank you for it. You want to just lead a little bit? We thank you, Lord, for the unity of the spirit and the bond of love here in Jesus' name. It's by your love. It's by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, the second area that Pastor Larry was sharing, like I said, I'm going to see if we can get permission for to send that out. It's on YouTube, too. But it's, uh, it was from August 9, if you want to watch it. Country Faith Church, August 9, his service. But it was the thing of that he had a concern. You know, you do things for 21 days, they say, and then it becomes a habit, you know, and, and so forth. And we know there's very legitimate reasons that some aren't attending church. Some for the very reason I just mentioned, because of what I said there. But... He had a concern, and they had seen it in their church, that the attendance was way down from what it had been pre-COVID. And even once churches opened up again, you know, the concern was initially, are we going to have enough room for everybody? But that is not the concern. I mean, to be spaced out, social distance. And, his, and then he went into like Hebrews, what is it, 10, 24 or whatever, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, which is the habit or manner of some. And he just brought a word of exhortation. We need each other in the body of Christ. We need each other. And there certainly is a grace out there, he was saying, for those, there's very legitimate reasons not to come. But then uh, he said, we need to make sure that that's not something that's happening. And so that exhortation would be to those that may be watching today that are at home, that that is true. Let's stay, let's stay hot in the Spirit. And you can do that at home, glow with the Spirit, but make sure that it's for the right reasons. Amen? Amen. Do you agree, that you ones that are here? The choir, as they say, the choir? Okay, so. Are you done? I think so. Okay. So you made several references to our vacation. The beginning of the last week, I forget what we were doing, and Steve says, boy, this has been a great vacation. And I said, yeah, for you. Um, and the reason I said that was the week before vacation started, I was cleaning at Red Umbrella Thrift Store. Our store was Sarah. And I must have lifted 
our vacuum, which I brought from home, in an awkward way into the back of her car, and I pulled a muscle. And I began to feel the effects of that, like the next day or whatever. I mean, I began to feel pain. <laughs> That's what it was. And so that week, and so the first week of our vacation, I was still dealing with it. I was not back to normal. I was still walking slower than Steve walks. You know, that's not normal <laughs> for me. Um, it's like the first week, I couldn't bend down. It was like muscle spat, and I'd drop something, or, and I thought, forget it. I'm not going to try and that's, reach that's, that. That's uh, like my brother Tim always says, because I'm the tortoise. That might be. <laughs> and he's there. <laughs> but I always tell Tim, guess who won the race? <laughs> there you go, Tim. Guess who won the race? Okay. Anyway, when Elsie would come over, she knew I would have things for her to bend down and pick up for me. I would, because you know, I couldn't bend down and pick. And I'd say, Elsie, I need your help. She'd follow me throughout the house, picking up things for me. Well, the first week of vacation, it was, you know, beginning to get better. Thank you for your prayers that Sunday when I missed. I know you were praying for me. The thing that was unusual for my vacation is usually Steve's the one that uses his vacation time to read just extra reading. Let me tell you, I got lots of extra reading in. And what I did was the Kenneth E. Hagen books, not the mini books, but that next size, I just would go through those books. I just, it just, I needed faith. I needed to build myself up. And uh, so that's what I did. So I was still, I still, my, my quiet time, even when you're not feeling good, right? We do not miss our quiet time. We do not miss our time to feed our, that's when we need it so much. And so I made a notation of just three things that stuck out to me. Um, one thing was I had determined at the beginning of the year I'm going to read through the Bible, which I don't, I think he does every year by listening to it, audio or something, but I read the Bible, but I had not read through it for a while, so I'm only up to, uh, during the, um, the beginning of the pandemic, of all things, I was in the book of Numbers. <laughs> But I, did, I gleaned some things, but it wasn't like I was just so eager in the morning to read my next chapter from Numbers. But then I got in Leviticus. I'm reading it slow. And this stuck out to me. Leviticus 13 has to do with leprosy. And when the person had to go to the priest to be examined, and he would isolate that one for seven days and say, return to me in seven days. And then he might say, you know, you know, seven more days. It was a total of 14. It was just, it wasn't home quarantine, it was tent 
quarantine on the edge of the camp. But um, the other thing that stuck out to me that related to what we have been experiencing, news, all of that, Matthew 27, 24 is when Jesus was brought before Pilate for judgment. And um, Pilate was saying, you know, basically, can I give you Barabbas? And the crowd was going, no, we want to crucify Jesus. This is what this verse says. So when Pilate saw he was getting nowhere, but rather that a riot was breaking out, he took water, washed his hands, and said, I'm innocent of this man's blood. But that word riot, I was looking at that. Jesus was the cause of that one. He was in the midst of it. And then the last one, one of the days I was reading a scripture, and it was Acts 9-1. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. And then it went on. There was his conversion. Those words, it's just like, I've, I've seen these <laughs> in social media. I've seen these pop up on news, line, news headlines. But this is interesting. Saul, who was converted, Paul was his new name, of the 27 books of the New Testament, he, it's a fact, he wrote at least 13 of them. And that made me think again of the news. Let me tell you, if God can do that with one man like Saul, one man, God did that. God did that transformation in him. One man, he can keep doing it. When there's someone that pops up on a news, uh, a headline or whatever, and you're just almost like mm, repulsed, that one person is a potential for God and is working and his transformation in that life. And so I want to put that, we had a wonderful intercession time here was, uh, Wednesday with Scott and Cindy Davis, and it was about all of this. One of the things was one at a time, one person at a time. When we notice someone, maybe it's right in your little town, township, you're at the gas station, whatever, maybe whatever, or it's some, uh, you know, some political figure, whatever. Instead of letting that get to you, remember this. Release God's working in that person's heart and life. So in other words, it's like we need to be re-related to certain people. Like when we see their picture come up on Yes. Yeah, pretty much for news now. What I do, I just I go to Fox News thing on my iPad, and I just look at the headlines. Kind of, a lot of times there's most of the time there's a picture with it, mm, okay, of a person or so forth. A lot of times I see someone, and I don't even have to read it. I just start getting mm -hmm. a sick yeah. feeling. 
in my stomach. Yeah. So what you're saying is, I need to get re-related to that. Yeah, that's right. You know, I was trying to keep going. You want to hear? I, I want to hear. Well, I'm, it was speaking to me because I have that. I, I can tell. And when you said it, it's like the Lord was saying, you need to get re-related to some of those people and how you think about them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I'm all across the road from where our house is, and it seems like different people a lot of time. And, and, you know, we because, well, like Dan and Chris down the road, they keep theirs mowed, and and next door, the whole two says they keep theirs mowed. And so for mine to be, <laughs> you know, this tall and theirs is nice and trim and everything, well, well, it seems like for some reason through the years there that I've been doing that, that people with these big heavy trucks need to turn around and, they, and it's flat there. It's not a ditch. I mean, they decide whether it rained the night before or not, you're not talking about while you're mowing. No, I'm saying they make ruts. At some point, yeah. They make ruts, and that happened this spring again. He does not again like with, ruts. With something. Yeah, I don't like ruts. When I got to mow over them. Does anybody? <laughs> Deep ruts? <laughs> but anyway, this year it happened again, and I was mowing along. Zoom, 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 <laughs> in a spot where it never happened before. And I thought, you know, whatever. I have to go get dirt and fill that in again and whatever this. And then I got maybe from here to the front row, past them. First time, they were long enough, it was more than one run. <laughs> I heard this. Steve... You need to get re-related to ruts. Really? That's good. And I thought, hmm. So I thought, how do I do that, you know? And then I thought, well, okay, Lord. Next time I go over one that hits, it'll remind me, praise the Lord when I'm going over there. Praise you, Lord. So I'm re-related. Honestly, it's the truth. It's not that I still don't try to make them better and stuff by different means, filling them in with dirt. But when you said that, the Lord said, Steve, remember the ruts? You got re-related. And he said, there's certain people. You see pictures of them in the news or whatever. You got to get re-related to them. I'm talking to somebody out there, aren't I? And you need to start praying for them. You know, it's something with politics. It is such a party thing, party spirit, and it can be so divisive. You know, uh, in politics in our nation, that's where it is now. It's just terrible. But, you know, I remember when, and I'll just say his name, it was Bill Clinton. You know, he was one of those that I would see a picture of him when he was president, and I would just start getting that way. And um, <clears throat> for different reasons, you know, but then I had a dream about him. 
And it was one of those dreams, just as real, Bill Clinton was right there in my house. And he acted like he knew me. And, he, and when he walked up to me, and I started having that same feeling toward him, but then he didn't say a word, but then a tear just came from here, and it came all the way down his cheek and then dripped. And the Lord spoke to me through that. He said, instead of speaking negatively about him, I want you to start praying for him whenever you see a picture of him or when you think of him, pray for him. That really changed my life with that. And actually it's easier than getting a churned up stomach when you look at something. That's good. That, the thing of relating, I had that when I was dealing with the different pain, I actually had a list of people that I knew were also dealing with pain. And when I would be, I'd, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to share the scripture. Um, I'd had a num number of scriptures that I would just, it's like in the morning, it would be through the day, sometimes at night with my little flashlight, because I wasn't able to sleep in bed. But then it wasn't just declaring these scriptures for myself. I had this running list of others that I knew was dealing with pain. The scripture, um, Matthew 11, 28, 30, is one from the Amplified, one that from the very get-go, I, I just, I'd, I had this already written out. Well, I added some. But um, I still... I'm in such a habit now, some of those same scriptures, that's how I sit down for my quiet time and I pull out these same cards and I'm reading those same scriptures as affirmations. And I'm not having that pain, but I'm still, it's like there. And then I remember those people I was praying for. So this scripture says, come to me. And this week I'm thinking, I've just had it for parents with kids starting school. I've had, I think it because I used to be a school teacher or something. I'm a grandma. But this scripture took on double meaning this last while. Come to me, all you who labor. It really means are weary. You're weary. Heavy laden means overburdened. Heavy laden means stressed pressured. It means anxious, maybe upset, worried. Come to me. I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. That word relieve, that's why I kept going back to it when I was dealing with pain. You're looking for relief. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I'm gentle, and you will find rest, relief. Thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Rest and relief, those of you who are preparing your kids to go back to school. But you're also going to find ease, refreshment, 
and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls, at least for those who have kids only in one week and then they're home the next. Um, but in where it says that you will find rest, in the Greek that means calm, 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 calm. Relaxation, refreshment. I think all of us need that. So I'm just going to read one of the confessions that I read often. And um, I don't want you to repeat it after me. It's not up on the screen. But I'm going to read it in such a way that you could repeat it just silently in your mind or you could whisper it to yourself if you want it to be your confession. I confess that you, Jesus are my partner in life. You work with me. You walk with me. You're my biggest helper. Because of your strategic role in my life, my attitude, my environment, my work and Everything connected to me becomes better, finer, more pleasurable. My life assignment is not a burden. It is truly a delight. We declare that in Jesus' name. And we all do have a life assignment. I'll be sharing more about that next week. I don't believe I'll be getting, I, I was going to get into that a little bit this week, but I don't sense that direction right now. But it just, the word talks about the fact that we were called even before the foundation of the world. We have a holy calling, that's 2 Timothy 1 verse 9. He gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling yeah. on your lives. That's the Passion Translation. There's a holy calling. And on my life, a holy calling. And it's a calling to life, to Zoe life, and ministering that Zoe life to other people, yes. to others. We'll share more about that next, next Sunday. Did you have more there with that? No. Well, I, I just... You can stay here. I'm, I think we're coming in for a landing. To a prayer landing. And then we're going to do something. We're going to, after we stop live streaming, there's something we're going to do too um, this morning. We're going to hear from our group that was out here. So, but this, this is Ephesians 4, 1. Starting in verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, this is Paul again, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all, and, th and this is in relation to what I was sharing earlier, keeping the unity of the Spirit. And we talk about our own local church, but then we talk about the larger church too. 
uh, in our area and you know, ever-increasing circles outward. I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling in which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness. Listen to these words toward one another in regards to certain things and with issues, even with COVID pandemic. With all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. There's times when we just have to bear with one another. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of one thing that happened. A lot of times when I'm in the shower, I like to listen. To, I would be listening to a teaching. At some, lately, I've been getting out music, and I think I had it on too loud one day, I guess. <laughs> Joyce, was, Joyce was trying to have her devotions that she was talking about. Huh? It was ridiculous. And she 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 must have she must have I think it was I my plugged my ears. I'm at the way at the end of the house and I had my ears like this and I could still hear the I don't know what it was. So I go and I knock on his bathroom door and I just I can see could you please oh so I knocked on his bathroom door. I said, Steve, could you please turn that down? I can't, I can't have my quiet time. I thought he heard me. He heard me. So I went back. Nothing changed. And oh, it took a while. And so then when he comes out, what? You know. So we had a discussion about the level of his music in his bathroom. Um, I did not hear He you was say that. innocent as far, he just that really was, liked that CD. That was my, one of my favorites, Andre Crouch. Yeah, that's what it was. And he's but, good, but, but uh, not. Yeah, I come out, I, I, I'm ready, I, I get all dressed, I come in there and Joyce is like this. <laughs> we gotta talk. Says, <laughs> I am upset. <laughs> Thought, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, he was innocent because he had not heard my whatever that part. But that was he good. has turned the volume down ever since. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. So bearing with one another in love. There's that. There's this that we deal with. You know, I think, you know, a word that has come to me lately, people or another pastor or somebody that I meet somewhere, they say, what are you thinking about all this stuff that's going on? And the word that keeps coming to me is awkward. Yeah. It's very awkward a lot of the time. Or as Sarah says, lacking common sense. Because it's, yeah. Yeah, awkward. Well, see, what we got to do with people that we, like even in our state, some people were really with them and really for them, you know. And there's other ones that, again, the same feeling. You even see them or hear their name and you start getting that way. Well, the Lord's been speaking to us this morning about some things. You know, 
could be a new, uh, the next Paul. Yes. If we look at them as, like the Christians would have looked at Saul. Bearing with one another, endeavoring. That's like in doing all that you can to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Peace. Not strife, but peace. And we already prayed about that. Joyce led us in prayer. But the, the other one that I mentioned was the assembling together. And that's from Hebrews 10. And then, well, let's just uh, go to 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Stand together in the confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is strengthened when we come together in a place like this now, a Sunday morning. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. That's what part of the prayer was this morning, the stirring up of the gifts in the lives of people and so forth in prayer before church. For, <clears throat> okay, stir up love and good works, not, this is verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting, that's in bringing encouragement to one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Some say, does this mean this is the last days? Is this the last days that are happening right now? Well, we know today is laster than yesterday was. Now that's very profound, <laughs> right? And it was very much laster than when this was written, lots of yesterdays. But anyway, let's pray about that area. We, we just love each other, Lord. We're so thankful for one another. We so, so have good thoughts of times when before March, whatever it was, when some certain mandates were passed down to us to protect us that was the thought but Lord when we were just there was we were together all of us together but we know some probably were dealing with some of this even then though something that Paul addressed way back there Pastor Larry was sharing about just a few weeks ago this heart to be with one another one way or another Lord just to have this koinonia, fellowship, sharing together, partnership, communion, working together in the kingdom of God, assembling together to worship you. We thank you that we can and do worship you alone, but we thank you that we can and will worship you together as well and not neglect or get into a habit where it's not you directing us. Again, Lord, 
We thank you that you are the one that speaks to our spirit, and that's where our conscience is. We pray that our, con our spirit person may be so fed upon with your word that, um, that it will be a clear conscience, be hearing clear to hear, clear to hear what you are telling us to do every day, whether it's work at play or church days or whatever it is, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I need to add something, and it's kind of humorous. We have, well, it's not humorous. We have hornets, you know, like I said. But yesterday, Steve's sitting out on our front porch, and he says, I have an idea. And I know, I love how the Lord gives him wisdom. Um, he does that with you our daughter, Sarah, too. Huh? With the hornets. Hornets, yeah. There was one specific active one right around the corner. And we know that because just a few days before, Andrew and Sarah had come over. Instead of me on the top of a tall ladder, they were doing one last staining thing that I didn't get done the summer before. Sarah was hanging over the edge of the roof on that side, scraping and then painting. And then there was the active hornets thing happened and Andrew I was at the bottom of the ladders and he says I'm out of here <laughs> he, he climbed down that thing fast but anyway so he said I had well, there this was what, what to explain it there was one yeah oh, yeah there was just a board that on, our, on our siding that just and Dane and his guys did a great job of getting him helping us with getting them. It's not easy because they were curled just a little and we got them in, but there was one that didn't we didn't get, I guess, and the, it was about this 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 wide where the they could get up in there and then they had made a nest on one end and that's where it was. It was about probably eight, nine feet above our heads. So he did the spraying whatever i mean we've used the work. sprays you know, the powders whatever there's another empty can and you'll still see all these so anyway he says come i'll show you and he had a what do you call this is it a ice scraper on the end of that long handle yeah, yeah the only thing i could figure i was thinking how can i get rid of these because spraying didn't work uh, item a gave me an idea Jacobs. I made Jacobs. We get to do a FaceTime with her. She's at Havenwood um, on Thursdays. And, we, and had, we had a hornet nest down in the decking. And you couldn't get under there to get at them. And you spray on top, but after it dries up, they seem to go right back. She said, seven. I thought, seven what? And I thought, seven? You mean the... The uh, insecticide seven powder. Powder. She said, "Yep, yep, that'll take care of them." So we put that along the crack, and no more wasp there. It Amazing. really worked, but you can't get powder up there where this was. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Took the ice thing, got some old T-shirts we were throwing away, started stuffing them up in there. 
We can get very creative at getting these wasp nests, can't we? So he was so proud before supper last night. He said, I got another T-shirt stuffed up there. <laughs> you could just do part of one, and then you'd have to run. So I go out there, and there's two of Kent Dudley's old T-shirts. You know how you go to one event, and they have the name of that? Well, he gave a whole bag full of those to the Red Umbrella store. Thank you, and they're, yeah, thank you, Kent. But they're so good for my cleaning there at the store, and I brought some home. Here's two of Kent Dudley's T-shirts hanging out from our house side. I love it. I didn't see one hornet before actually, we came to actually, church. Yeah. Right. There. Actually, so. they were Dave Hancock for Senate okay. T-shirts when he was running for Senate. Okay. If you're interested in helping in for the elections this fall, talk to Shirley Walker. Right, Shirley? I know Shirley's watching this morning because she's helping organize some things. We actually have someone from our church that's running for county commissioner. Danny is over yes. there, um, too. And we pray for these people. Yes. You know, the thing is, with, with politics these days, what it is, it's not you're for one party or another. That's not what I'm doing. I'm actually myself, I'm not registered Democrat or Republican. Joyce is, but um, I know one thing, I want to vote for people who go according to the Word of God. Absolutely. You know, go according to the Word. And, and to me, it is very easy to see. Thanks for that one amen over there. <laughs> But it's just, you got to, you got to know what their platforms are. If you don't know what they are, find out what their platforms are. I'm not talking about their personalities, how great a personality someone has, or whatever. What do they believe in? And we as Christians need to be a part of that. We're in a country where it's a democracy, where we pray, where we, yeah, pray, <laughs> where we can vote. And we can be one who... And, and we can have champions for righteousness. And there's someone that used to be an elder in our church who lives down in Brainerd now, Paul Gazalka. He's a senator for our state. We continue to pray for him all the time. He needs a lot of prayer. Needs prayer. He really does. So we do that. In fact, we do. We just lift this whole area before you, Lord. We, we pray about we know the elections are just how many days away now. And we know there's great activity in the spirit realm concerning these elections, all the way from school boards to townships to counties to, to representative areas and senate areas within states and then are, of course our senators and representatives in Washington president and vice president Lord we just cover them in prayer we intercede we pray 
we, we humble ourselves and pray. We seek your face and pray. Lord, we pray for righteousness because we know it exalts a nation and sin is a reproach to any people. Lord, we know that we all have sinned and we just are, again, like that song we sang this morning. It's because of you, Lord. It's in you, Christ Jesus. And we do worship you and we praise you. We exalt you. And we just want to do our part in our nation as well as in our local church. But we want to do what you tell us to do. So we want to listen. We want our spirits to be strong so we can hear. We're clear to hear what you say to us. In Jesus' name, and everyone in agreement said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Is that all? So the Did ushers will... Yeah, but... Um, Usher the yeah. new out. The parents so. can get your kids. Amen. God bless. Blessings. If anyone wants prayer, we'll be up here and pray with you as well. Get to that other message next Sunday. Hallelujah. Bless you all. Keep you. Yes. Keep you.